This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts, it's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season, make this December one to remember. Together, click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. What's up and what's happening, everybody, and welcome into episode 153 of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane. Tonight, I'm here with my co-host, Dustin Smith, and we are here to talk about the Auburn Tigers' huge 13-10 victory over the Texas A&M Aggies, dropping the Aggies to 3-7, and and they will secure 7th place in the SEC West, while your Auburn Tigers jump up to 4-6 and and secure their second SEC win of the season. Look. First off, before we get into recording, man, I want to I want to get in here and just I just want to thank each and every Auburn fan that showed up and showed out yesterday. You packed Jordan Hare Stadium out to the max. You swag surfed. You were loud every single play of that game. You showed up and you showed out and you gave this football team hope, man. You let them know that that we still cared. And each and every one of those guys in that locker room know it. They saw it last night. They could feel it, man. They could feel it. Watching a coach like Cadillac Williams come out the tunnel with Cole Kublick interviewing. Me and Dustin are going to talk about that tonight. Those moments, top-tier moments in, in, in Auburn history, those will go down, man, as some of the greats. It was, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. And for everybody out there in the national media who wanted to come out and say that Auburn wasn't a hot commodity, that Auburn is a dumpster fire, that nobody wants the Auburn job, you were proved wrong last night. You were proved dead wrong. You're not even close to being right. Because this fan base and this football team they showed you that you were dead wrong. 
that $90 million facility they just opened up showed you that you were dead wrong. That recruiting list that was at the game that didn't leave in the third quarter last night, they stayed the entire time, showed you that you were dead wrong. So kudos to you Auburn fans, this Auburn football team, this Auburn coaching staff. Kudos to every single one of you. So, like always, I'm going to kick it over here to the Belly Up Sports Network. And then we are going to get Dustin Smith in here. And we're going to get rolling with this thing. War Damn Eagle, everybody. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. What's up, everybody? And welcome back in for another episode tonight with Dustin Smith. Man, Dustin, what a weekend it was. Uh, The Auburn Tigers first starting it off in basketball, then coming out yesterday. Uh, The great atmosphere just around the the entire town, man. The Tiger Walk, the the atmosphere inside the stadium. Uh, You could feel it no matter where you were at, man. I don't care if you were sitting on your couch at the house. Uh, You could feel the electricity in Auburn, Alabama yesterday. Uh, But, man... How you doing this weekend? Uh, I know there's been a lot of sports on. I know your Tampa Bay Bucks got it done today. That was big. Yeah, got a uh, two-game win streak going on. Auburn got off the snide, so things are looking up, man. Things are looking up for me in football. It's been a good weekend right now. I got my bolts on. Uh, we're playing the Capitals. We're up 4-0 to zero, uh, halfway through the second period, so things are good, man. We got the hard fall win on the hardwood Friday night to get to 2-0, and uh, the rumor mill has been flying here in the last couple of minutes, so just been one hell of a weekend to be an Auburn Tiger, and for me in sports, it's been, a, it's been a nice little 48 hours, nice little change of pace. Yeah, Dustin, man, I, that's where I kind of want to start off with tonight is that basketball game Friday night, man. Uh, just give me your overall thoughts on what you saw from the Auburn Tigers. I know there's some things to clean up, but... You know, I, I, I really don't want to get into just coming out and just harping on the things that they do wrong because we're still missing chance. And, and uh, you know, it looked like in that second half we got a lot better, man. So uh, what were your thoughts on what went down Friday night? Uh, we're so good defensively um, uh-huh. that we can still win games playing really bad on offense. I mean, you had 20 turnovers. We shot 5 for 25 from the three-point line, only shot 40% from the field, and then only 62.5 from the free throw stripe. Now, we got better at that in the uh, in the second half. But, yep. man, it was just uh, just very sloppy. And, and when you go back and look at how USF played this last year, that's just clearly their style. They're not scared yep. to body you. They're not scared to play physical and uh, get in there and get dirty with you. So... Uh, you know, we uh, we defended well in the perimeter. They only shot two for 14. Mm-hmm. They weren't any better at the free throw line either, only shooting 52%. So uh, I thought Chris Moore mm. was a good presence early. Mm. Uh, he was he was very physical. He was very active. Uh, just made a lot of the hustle plays, and he contributed. He really kind of kept us in the game. So just uh, we I thought we responded well. Like you're going to face this kind of adversity. So like I said, again, just like last year, uh, being down. A pretty significant margin. I think it was nine going into the half, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, uh, nice response from adversity. Uh, still not shooting the ball well, but still finding a way to win and just um, 
doing all the little things. And again, the depth shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dustin, man, you know, we could be like Tennessee right now. <laughs> mm, shout out, Rocky Top. Oh, man. Hate it for him, brother. Hate it for him. Y'all are so classy. Hey, in Knoxville, went down today to the Colorado <laughs> Buffaloes. My goodness, by double digits, Dustin. Uh, dude, do you remember a quick side note? Every time I hear Colorado basketball. I want to say it was 2016, somewhere in that time. Mm-hmm. We played Colorado like the first game of the season, the second game. Yeah. This game was at 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, because it was, yeah, it was the start of the season, so it was like a 24-hour basketball thing. Yeah. And we played it at 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, my silly self stayed up and watched it, but. Yeah, it was uh, the Midnight Madness thing they did that year. and uh, Yeah, was... dude, every time I hear them, I think, I think of that. Like, I really I really set an alarm to wake up at 1245 to, to watch it. <laughs> dude, I, I saw <laughs> that. On a week night, like a Tuesday work night. <laughs> yeah, I, I, saw, I saw the score uh, in the second half to that game, and I was like, no way. Like, Tennessee's down? And then I come back, like, 15, 20 minutes later, and there was like two minutes left, and I was like, oh, they're dead. They're not down. They're dead. Uh, dead. <laughs> and uh, so, and I know a couple fan bases, I know a couple fan bases that were, that were on social media the other night giving us some, giving, giving us some, some tough love for being down at half to South Florida, man. But, you know, I feel like we told everybody that this was probably coming, that, South Florida, they played us the same way last year, Dustin. And, you know, once we figured it out, man, it was a much cleaner second half, you know, less turnovers, better shooting, uh, better at the charity stripe. And really and truly, man, those are my only concerns with this Auburn basketball game, uh, basketball team. And I feel like once we get back fully healthy, I think we're going to be okay, you know. I, I know I get frustrated at times in game, and I start going off and say, "Oh man, you know, like we're not doing this right, we're not doing that." But man, Allen, good thing though, that there's an expectation now for Auburn basketball. That's true. That's true. And you know, man, one thing I do want to I do want to talk about is Allen Flanagan, man. Like, absolutely, dude. I feel like this is his year, man. I said it before the season started. He looks healthy now, Dustin. He looks healthy, man. Um, you know, he, he did take a couple bad shots and uh, the other night, but that was it, man. Everything else, he's flawless, uh, so far this year. And, you know, that's another thing that I didn't point out a shot selection, man. Our shot selection in the first half was straight garbage. Like, and, and, you know, one thing, I think they need to figure out a way to get Johan the ball more, man. I, I think that he could be a force. Uh, we're just not finding ways, creative ways to get him the basketball, man. Yeah, and I, I think that his career at Auburn, Blake, is going <clears> to <throat> be very similar to Chuma Okiki's. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's going to start slow his freshman year, mm-hmm. and he's really going to kind of work into it. And then by the end of the his freshman year, you're going to say, man, this, this guy might be the best player on the team. And then I think next year he'll work himself into a, around being a top ten pick. I, mm. I think him and Chance are probably the most talented players on the team. So I'm mm. with you on him. He needs to get the ball more. Yeah, man, absolutely. I think there's big things coming for this for this basketball team, and I'm excited for the rest of the year. I know we got two games this week. Yes, uh, one we got Winthrop on Tuesday. I want to say Tuesday at six. Yeah. Hold on, get back out of this real quick and look. Yeah, Winthrop at six. 
And then Texas Southern uh, Friday at 7. Yeah, I, I should be able to go on YouTube. I should be able to go live on YouTube for both of those. Uh, maybe not the Friday night one because I got a, a big high school football game that I got to go to. Uh, there's some there's some uh, SEC talent on the field this coming Friday night at the high school right across the street from me. So I'm gonna go check that out, man. But um, I will be I will be tuning in to both of those, Dustin. But man, moving into this football side of things, Dustin. I, the first thing I gotta ask you, man. How, how did you feel, and what did you feel? When you saw the scene at Tiger Walk yesterday, dude, it's just—it's hard to put into words, man. Um, Auburn is just more than my favorite team. It's—it's mm-hmm. it's a part of my life. I've joked on here before that my dad basically pulled me out. My mom as a baby wiped me off and put an Auburn shirt on me. Yeah, and that's not. That's not that far from an exaggeration. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's just a special thing, man. And it kind of cleans up the whole the whole bullcrap ESPN narrative yep. that I'm currently in Twitter jail for fighting. Yep. Um, saying that, you know, why would anybody take this job? And uh, look, man, I, I, have, I have a friend that is an LSU alumni, and he was watching game day uh, two Saturdays ago now. And he said to me, he called me, and he said, man, is this Pete Thamel guy paid by Alabama to say these things? Mm. And I said, what do you mean? And he was like, well, I've been to Auburn several times with you. The place is awesome. This is ridiculous. Um, and this is a big LSU fan that like lives in an LSU cocoon with nothing but LSU podcast. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the same way we are with Auburn. It's just uh, he's all in on his Tigers, and uh, even he notices the BS. So to me, it just reinforced all the stuff that we've been saying about man. Why wouldn't you want to come to Auburn? And I think Cohen, uh, I think Cohen set the precedent for flipping it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is Java. That is Java. That is just Auburn being Auburn. That's what we do. That's how we get down. You know, you can't even say, well, it's a 3-16, and 16, but Georgia was coming into town. No, it's a 3-16 and 16 with a 3-16 and 16 coming into town. Mm. There was no reason that the atmosphere had to be that way. But we did it because one of our own was coaching the team, and we wanted to show these guys like Derek Hall and Tank Bixby, whose careers and whose seasons have not gone the way that they've wanted it to go but hey man we still appreciate y'all we mm. still love y'all when y'all's time is done at Auburn we're never going to forget you when we respect you mm. and uh, the main word that I think of Blake to just describe all of just everything that happened Saturday is love like mm. that's just that's just what I saw it was just a, like a lot of love a lot of appreciation and everybody just coming together so it was really special, man. It was uh, it was a, it was a beautiful thing to see, and it all. I'm not gonna say at four and six, you know, it may, it's worth it, but it almost makes it all worth it because it it, it kind of. I'll I'll never forget. I'll never forget that game. Mm. Yeah, man. I, I look. My brother was at the game. My brother called me as soon as he got into Auburn, and he said, "Blake, I don't think I've ever." 
I've ever witnessed Auburn this electric. And he was like, I've been to crazy games in Jordan Harry. He was like, but just the, the feeling around the town and just the love that was being spread. And, and you know, you would have never known that Auburn, <laughs> you would have never known that Auburn was three and six, Dustin. You would have thought they were nine and oh. I mean, you you look you look at the picture of Cadillac coming down Tiger Walk, man, and people were all over him, Dustin. Looking fly. Oh man, what a suit! What a suit! I mean, come out making Looking a fly, statement. Son. The first, the hey, shout out to Cadillac, man, the first African American Auburn head coach to win a football game, man. That is, uh, I think that is a positive move for the university and. Just for you know, Cadillac man, it it, it for his family. Say, so, buddy, uh, it can't be lost either how important it is for the state of Alabama, right? Yeah, I mean, Cadillac's Cadillac's grandparents most likely fought a lot of BS, having to you know fight for their rights and and, and the civil rights movement and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now for him, um, to have thousands and thousands of people show up just to cheer him walk into the stadium exactly and uh stay in the stadium afterwards just to celebrate his accomplishment and for him Good. to get so much love from a major mm. institution in a state like alabama that has a dark history with this kind of thing yeah i think that it's a testament to how far we have come as a state in a short amount of time and i don't want to overlook that either yeah man that that was <laughs> that, that was huge, man, and and just to see an entire fan base just put their arms around Cadillac, and honestly, man, I said it a week ago, a week and a half ago on Twitter. I said we're gonna look back at this season, and and we're always gonna remember the 2022 season not as a failure, man. We're gonna remember when Cadillac Williams stepped in and he saved Auburn football. He saved it. And do we beat Arkansas? Absolutely, I, I believe so. I think we do. I really think we do, Dustin. And I just I look at this team, man, and he was the perfect thing. And we had said it, man, for weeks that it needed to happen. And you know, I just I look at the I look at the atmosphere last night at Jordan Hare, man, and Dustin. The emotions when they come out the tunnel, man. I saw Cole yeah. Kublik. I saw Cole Kublik meet Cadillac, <laughs> man. Right when they come out the tunnel, and he asked him, "Man, what is this moment about?" And Cadillac gave the perfect answer, man. And you could tell he was so ready to run on the field, but he had to let America know what Auburn University and the football program was all about, man. And that right there is a moment that I will never forget Dustin it it will it will live on as one of the greatest moments in Auburn football history Dustin it will um you know and, and like you said we come out locked arms and you know hard fighting soldiers and uh man the OGs know that's kind of like the uh about that time Malik Dunbar uh that lean on me you know if yep. you know about the 04 team you know these things Yep. Uh, so it really, really took me. It really took me back to my childhood. It was very nostalgic, and uh, I knew that there was no way we were going to lose that game. Now, my God, I'm sure we'll get into it. We tried to give the game away, mm-hmm. but uh, 
yeah, man, it was it was beautiful, and we thirteen to ten, we won it in a very two thousand and four type way. Um, I think it's no coincidence that in these last two games we've been hitting people. That's a fact. We, we've been hitting, man. We've been physical. Um, so yeah, I I look back and I'm like, man, if we would have who would have made the move after Ole Miss instead of waiting another week which I mean if you wanted to wait to do it the way you did it with Cohen that's mm-hmm. fine but you know if you if you would have made the move then you're coming into that Arkansas game and you you which was the deadest I have ever seen our stadium yep and everyone that was there I mean Cole Pinkson was vocal about how dead it was I mean everybody that was there um, media-wise, it goes to every game. Talked about how dead that atmosphere was, and you knew it, a change had to be made afterwards. That wouldn't have been the case if you would have made the move that you made a week before, and because you would have been all amped up for Cadillac, and you probably you probably beat a mediocre Arkansas team, and then you're looking at a bowl game. So, um, but you know, whatever it is, what it is, uh, you can't. You can't take away last night so just uh yeah they're just just really just really special and, and as what everybody that was there said what you was said what your brother said was that it just it felt like we were playing for the sec west title last night that's a fact dustin that's a fact man and you know man i, I dude Last night, I don't think people realize like how much how much this stuff means to us. Like people around the country, man, I don't think you understand how much this means to us. In that moment last night, man, I watched the game with my dad, and we're just we're just you know two guys that we love Auburn and our team's three and six. But you best believe, dude, we were hugging and we were emotional and we were jumping up and down. You know, I mean, watching Cadillac run out onto the field, man, and, and, you know, they douse him with the water and his former teammates there, man, and and just the the post-game interview with Cole Kublik. Man, special stuff, Dustin. It's special stuff, man. And, you know, this team's four and six. They got Western Kentucky and... You know, I thought Cadillac answered that question perfectly from Cole. You know, Cole said, what's next for this football team? He said, hey, don't get it twisted, man. It's Western Kentucky. You know, we still got two games left on our schedule, and we're trying to win both of them, you know. And what a guy, man. I, I can't – he'll be mm, – mm, 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 mm. Yeah, no, he mm. – uh, yeah, I never would have thought – I mean, can I look back at the time to where I got, like, actually emotional over Auburn football, and it's winning a national championship, or yeah. it's the kick six, you know. Um, and, man, like, I was misty-eyed over our second win in the SEC, a win to get us to fourth and six overall, mm-hmm. um, just because of what it meant, and... To see like the picture of Zach and Caddy embracing is maybe the coolest Auburn picture ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
Yeah, dude, just A plus um, all around from. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The way that they they handled it, I thought it was going to be Zach, you know, named interim just based off of him being associate head coach and that kind of thing. Uh, but they nailed it, man. They've nailed everything about this, and they've made a season that could have just been dead in the water. Last night could have been dead in the water. Yeah, It, it didn't have to be that atmosphere, but it was. It was memorable. So a uh, great job by the administration and the university, and, uh, man, they're – they're handling it well, and who knows, man, we might have some coaching news break here pretty soon, so uh, <laughs> it's, it's just been uh, it's been nice, man. It's been a nice couple of weeks. It's been yeah. nice to cheer for the team again. Not that, not that we weren't, but just there was so much toxicity involved. There was so many side narratives, um, and look, not, not to pile on or anything, but is there any arguing at this point just how suffocating a presence Brian Horson was on the Auburn football program? Man. <laughs> it's just night and day, man. It's just night and day. Like, sure. What an indictment on the guy. You know, I said that last night, Dustin. I said Cadillac is making this guy look like the most foolish person on the planet. And Jimbo, too, because he out-coached Jimbo. We didn't have Jimmy and Joe Jimbo. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's 100% the truth right there. And, man, you know, getting into the game, Dustin, and actual the, the X's and the O's and, the, and the, the players, like you said, the Jimmys and Joes, man, one thing I want to talk about, Will Friend at OC – Dude was in his bag for a little while last night, man. He, he, I'm seeing creativity out of this Auburn offense, Dustin. I'm seeing this Auburn offense lean on their two-headed monster that they have that they didn't do when Potato Guy was there, all right? You you turn around, you play smash-mouth Auburn football, like Cadillac said, and you give the ball to your two workhorses. And what they have done with this offensive line, these two running backs, is incredible, man. It's 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 we had two guys last night go for over one twenty, Dustin. That it's it's and look, I don't care how bad Texas AM's run defense is. All year long, all we talked about was our offensive line couldn't move people off the ball. And by God, we have we have a guy that is taking people to to the bus outside the stadium, Dustin. He's picking up 15-yard penalties by power driving people over the damn bench. Like like the atmosphere is different. The the you can just tell the attitudes are different, Dustin. And you got 
man, we were on Will Friend so much as an offensive line coach. The guy has stepped in as an OC and has done wonders, man. You know what I saw last night, Dustin? I saw a wheel route. I saw a wheel route last night, okay? And I haven't seen one of those in a hot minute. And he's figuring ways out to get guys open. I know we didn't throw the ball great last night, but guys are getting open, man. And we're running the we're running the ball down people's throats right now. You know, we we ran the ball down Mississippi State's throat last week. Like we're just we're a new team, man. We're a new a brand new team. What are your thoughts on what happened last night on the offensive side of the football? Um. That Will Friend is a better play caller than Eric Keesaw. That's a fact. That Jeremiah Wright should have been starting the entire time. Yep. That Brandon Council should have been starting the entire time. Um. Yeah, that the previous people that were in charge are not as good as the previous people that are in charge now. If you were... If you were at Colorado or Arizona State, you would be getting a better head coaching candidate and a better offensive coordinator. I just say you had to hire him as a package. Um, you would be getting a better head coach in Cadillac versus Brian Harson, and you would be getting a better OC and play caller in Will Friend, and I get what I'm saying this, than you would Eric Keesaw. It, it's, you can't, it can't be argued. I'm sorry. So... Um. Yeah, I think we're better. I think we're better off, and we moved the ball last night, Blake. Uh, both Tank and Jarquez had 121 yards rushing. So Robbie's obviously struggling, and the wheel route—that's a great play call. It's mm. there. Robbie mm. misses. Um, how many times did we punt on that side of the 50? You know, in their yeah. territory, just. There's a good flow with the play calling. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not many times where I look at it and I go, what are you doing there? Yeah. Um, we just make mistakes. And I, don't, yep. I don't think that I don't think that changes at this point. I mean, you got two games left. I think you are what you are. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say you cut the penalties in half because you had 15. Now you had eight. Like, it's still eight. way too many. You come right out and commit four turnovers after you haven't been committing turnovers the last couple of games. Mm-hmm. Um you just continue to shoot yourself in the foot time and time again. Uh, so at this point, you know, there's only so much that can be done with that. And Robbie, Robbie plays really hard and I think he can be developed. I want him to stay and, you know, I, I, everything like that. But, uh, right now we're struggling. He's struggling with protecting the ball. He's struggling hitting wide open guys. Um, mechanics. It does not make him. Yeah. So he's pressing. And we all see what it is. He makes he wants to win so bad. We need to get somebody mm-hmm. in here, uh, a real QB guru, not Chad Morris. <laughs> okay, not Gus Malzahn. That's a fact. I don't know, dude. Not Eric Keesaw <laughs> or Brian Harson, who I get told is a QB savant, and I'm looking at his QB list, and I'm like, really. <laughs> So, you know, just somebody who can really develop Robbie, get him to calm down, mm-hmm. quit pressing. It's a good thing you want to win. 
but like the the toss handoff the tank i mean come on yeah. dog like yeah. we're we're too he's played in every game we're too, we're too far you're not a freshman no more yep we're too we're too far down the road at this point for you to continue to make these mistakes in these situations uh where now with McPherson we have some faith that we're at least going to get three out of so yeah um but all in all man like good play calling uh we just you know well there was there was that uh that third and one it was third and less than one really and then was it i think it was coffee yep. gets uh gets a false start we're back to third and six i mean it just that kind of stuff man and it, we just do it we just do it and do it and do it and do it so it's not gonna be next year until you know we have a chance to to, to stop it it's gonna continue so um but all in all, man, like, with the limitations we have passing the ball, we're finding creative ways to run the ball. The play, we're in, the, in basically like in a pistol formation where we have two backs to the side, mm-hmm. and then we end up giving it to Jarquez coming out from the receiver. Yep. Beautiful, man. Uh, really cool. I saw some, some eye formation stuff. So just good old-school Auburn football. Yeah, Dustin. Look, man, I'll be straight up honest with you. We should have blown Texas A&M out. It should have been like a 23-10, somewhere in there for sure. It shouldn't have been 13-10. Honestly, we should have we should have blew them out. All right? Uh, you know, it didn't it didn't happen like that, but when I say this is a new team, look, we're still not we're still not the most talented team. And Cadillac said that. He said that in the locker room. You know, we're still not the most talented team. But you can tell, like Cadillac said, man, these kids needed somebody to love on them. And I don't think the last regime was doing that. I don't think the last regime cared. I don't think they cared to show love to these guys. And now you're seeing a guy step in there, and they are showing love to these guys. And you're seeing – look, I know we made a ton of mistakes last night – but you're seeing, guys, the body language is so different on the sidelines. Just the entire demeanor of the team, man. When something goes wrong, Dustin, what did you used to see when something went wrong, man? Under the Brian Harson administration, what did you see? Because I can tell you what I saw. I saw a dude who took his sunglasses off, rubbed his forehead threw a binder down on the ground or, or a clipboard down on the ground and he didn't he didn't care. He just he he tried to act like he cared. But now I see Cadillac over there. He gives he gives the the talking to and then he puts his arm around him and he says, Hey big fella, you know, look at here. This is what we gotta do. Right? This is what we did, but this is what we gotta do. We gotta correct it, we gotta fix it, and we gotta get it we gotta get the ball in the end zone. And so, man, it's just completely different, man. Look, I know we're not, I know we don't have five stars all around the field and everything, and we're not eight and two or or whatever like our like our rivals across the state, man. But look at the difference in the fan bases. You're eight and two over there, and and you're over there, you're over there pouting and wanting to wanting to fire your offensive coordinator, wanting to fire your defensive coordinator, and we're over here at four and six, 
and we're jumping up and down and and swag surfing and and you know on Twitter cutting up and you're over here living in absolute misery because you're eight and two and you're not going to Atlanta and you're wanting to fire the entire staff like that's the difference man and that that's what Cadillac did he he saved us man and and I'll never I'll never you know. I'll never forget that in the 2022 season. But, Dustin, I got to ask you, man, this defense, Derek Hall, Kobe Wooden, you, you look at it, guys like DJ James last night making big plays, uh, just just from top to bottom, man. Uh, the, the the linebackers played much better. Owen Popo was, was around the football last night, Dustin. Man, what do you say, man? Owen Popo was around the football last night. The linebackers played much, much better, Dustin. Yeah. Give me, give me your thoughts on this defense and how they played last night. Play like they played like there were thirty to forty guys from the two thousand and four team in the locker room. Mm. Um, they hit him in the freaking mouth. Mm-hmm. I'm getting fired up thinking about that strip sack. Mm. That's how you do it. That's how you play Auburn football. You hit him. You hit him relentlessly. You hit him time and you hit him time and time again. Uh, well, they have ten. The running back had ten carries for nineteen yards. Yep. Yeah, man, you, you set the tone. You ain't doing nothing in here tonight. That's the way it's supposed to look. That's the way it's supposed to look. It's not supposed to be Penn State running 75 yards, 80 yards, up every gap you can imagine, blowing you off the ball. That's not how that's supposed to go. It's not supposed to be Arkansas coming in here getting seven, eight yards of carry. What? 15 carries for a hundred, whatever that kid had, like Duke just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And again, why do you think it stopped? I'll tell you why it stopped. Mm-hmm. Blake Hunter on Twitter, I don't know who Blake Hunter is, but I'm seeing it because Zobin McClain quote tweeted it. But Blake said, difference in the AU team of last year and a half versus now has nothing to do with scheme, talent, and game prep. It has everything to do with the young men knowing where their head coach stands, yep. which is not behind them or in front of them, but beside them. He has their backs, and he's willing to put them in position to be successful. Mm. And Jacoby quote tweeted that and just said 100. So mm. that tells you everything you need to know. The guys are re-energized. Remember two weeks ago, everybody that that's in the know, and we have reason to trust, was telling us mass exit coming in the portal. Yeah. Ain't nobody hit the portal since Cadillac. Well, maybe what? Maybe Capers. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but that there hasn't been no uh, no mass exodus. That was just from getting pushed down the depth chart, though. That wasn't yeah. Right. So yeah, I think um, you know, and if we can just if we can just get this win Saturday and then just give Bama hell, man. You know. Yep. Just, just, just give it to him. Um, I think that Colby has made himself a lot of money, uh, especially this last month or so. He is playing lights out. Yep. Derek Hall has just solidified his uh, his draft status. Uh, he's, he's locked himself in a nice little you know little bag. Um, JD Ryan. Oh man! Look, what a play, Junior over there. Yeah, Luke what a Cole play, Davis Junior. Dude's kids a stud. Play, man, kids are gonna be a ball player. Mm-hmm. Always a fan of getting kids out of Valdosta, uh, Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, man, there's a lot of reasons to be excited. And, like, you know, like I said, I thought it was Owen's best game of the year. 
just physical, just physical. They didn't quit. And, uh, if they created two turnovers, so if we don't, if we don't have four, you know, like they, they did their job, man. Yep. They absolutely did, man. It was, it was like you said, man, that was, that was the best performance of the year from the defense, man. I mean, they were just, uh, getting after it. Uh, Colby Wood, man, with that strip sack, that just, that, that put the exclamation point on it for me, man. I knew we were winning right there. I said, hey, it's over with, man. We've got this one in the bag. And I know it come down to an onside kick and us running the clock out, man, but, I mean, we got a, we got a victory. We got a dub, Dustin. We got to put on orange and blue goggles, man, and we predicted this thing. Now, I know my prediction, well, <laughs> it was it was without the four turnovers. That's what mine was looking like. But, man, right. uh, at the end of the day, man, we got to experience a win. And, Dustin, that, that, you know, we got Western Kentucky. We win that one. Man, why not? Why can't we go into – why can't we go into Bryant-Denny and give them a game? You know? I, I mean – Look, we competed. We've competed with everybody that they've had close games with. You know, I mean, why why can't we? I think I think our I think our defensive line matches up well against their O line. You know, so I mean, I think it could be like last year, man. Like, you know, we we get after Bryce Young and make things difficult. Our secondary isn't isn't terrible. Uh, I I think it. You know, if our offense figures it out and, and plays well. I think it could be a close game, man. I really do. I mean, I don't see us going into going into Bryant Denny and just getting blown out like I did three weeks ago. I really don't, Dustin. Well, I mean, we're gonna fight. We're gonna and fight. They've made that abundantly clear. I think there's a there's a reason why Cadillac keeps using the word "serve." Maybe he feels like these kids haven't been served. Yep. And he's trying to make sure that in this uh, last part of the season that they are. So, yeah, man. I mean, look, we're not a good football team. We're not going to become one magically. Yep. We have talent deficiencies. We have depth issues. We're, at this point, we got a lot of young bodies playing. Um, It is what it is. But they're going to play hard. And they're going to fight. And when you have that going on, you're closer to where you need to be than it appears kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you would look at it from the outside and say, Auburn's got a lot of work to do, which we do. But you've already knocked out a really big, uh, I guess, battle. If you've got guys that are willing to fight no matter what the situation is. Mm-hmm. And, there, man, what if there were some guys that were thinking about hitting the portal that after last night said, man, I can't leave this place. Mm. Um, what about the recruiting list, Dustin? What a, what a, hey, <laughs> been a lot of positives coming from a lot of big-time kids. <laughs> More than it has any time this year. This is mm-hmm. the best recruit. Um, uh, when, who was it? I want to say it was Blackerby on Live on Auburn this morning. Said that he was getting calls throughout the day on Saturday. Wow. Uh, Cadillac's just killing it with the recruits. Mm-mm-mm. So, uh, 
Yeah, man. And like the recruits always stay right there, you know, coming into the, going into the locker room, going into the stadium at Tiger Wall. And what a view they had to have had looking out over thousands of people lined up for this matchup, uh, mm. to see who, who gets last place in the SEC West. So couldn't be me, Dustin. Couldn't be me. Hey, no, so like, <laughs> hey, beautiful. You know, I can't, lie, I can't lie to tweets or anything uh, for like twelve more hours. But you do know, uh, I saw, I saw your tweet. Uh, predict these nuts. Yeah. Who said we're finishing in seven, baby? Who said we're finishing in seven? Oh goodness, bro! The place costs ninety million dollars. Oh, oh, that's so tough. Oh, that's so tough. Uh, take your cringe yell leaders and your midnight yell and where you take over bars and you get super weird and you you make lame jokes and you know. did you see the two minute story about our guy taking a test the Dude. older student taking a test and then it never really there was never the punchline yeah that one? yeah there was no punchline like like what are you doing they just told a story about an older student cheating on a test yeah like, yeah brother I'm trying to pass the test <laughs> I didn't study. I was busy rolling tumors all night from beating y'all. Oh, wow. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah, seventh in the West. Couldn't imagine being there, right? Yeah. Uh, Go put your overalls on. Go get your little jizz jar or whatever it is. There's some weird traditions, man. Hell that's a weird. fact. That's a fact, Dustin. Well, man... <laughs> Um, wrapping this one up tonight, Dustin, man. Uh, give me your final thoughts, your last words, and uh, drop your social media stuff, man. Uh, yeah. Um, again, like I said last time, got even more messages. Uh, love you guys. I'll respond to you a little more. Uh, you can find me DMICHAUD28. It's DMICHAUD28. Um, just an awesome weekend to be an Auburn Tiger. Uh, big things are on the horizon. Recruiting center. Is out of this world, man. Things out of this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna be up there this weekend, try to get in there and see them. So just what a weekend, dude. Just just beautiful to be an Auburn Tiger. We got basketball tomorrow, so right in the thick of things. And uh, I couldn't be more fired up to be doing this podcast with you mm-hmm. and talking about Auburn sports. So or even we appreciate all y'all. Man, good stuff, Dustin. Well, with that, everybody, this will wrap this one up. Dustin, we'll leave him with a war damn eagle, brother. Hey, war damn eagle, go crazy, Cadillac. Go crazy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com.